0: In early days in our training, I don't say this so much anymore, because it created some resistance. I would say to teachers, um, if people ask you why are you using cooperative learning, you say it raises achievement. But say, but you don't care about achievement. What you care about is the relationships among these students. You have to get them to know each other on a personal level, that that they can. Sophisticate each other. They can tell each other the truth. They can explain situations openly and honestly uh, with with each other. Because if that doesn't happen, the whites stay ignorant. You know, it's a it's a one way street <laughs> where the minority has to educate the the majority because uh, the majority lives in a blind um cocoon and really most back in the 60s and 70s, 80s, 90s, most whites had not a clue of what black students faced and what black community what I shouldn't say black, essentially the poor, what the poor lower class faced in America and what minority lower class uh, the difficulties of getting an education, moving on to college. And people would say these naive things like, well, why don't they just get a high-paying job and move out to suburbia and and be puzzled by why a lower-class person wouldn't just do that? Plus, one of the huge mistakes made in the 90s Politically, is people would say, well, uh, why don't the poor just go to college, learn how to program computers? And uh, you often were talking about a 40-year-old factory worker who could read at the third-grade level, and people would say, well, go to college. <laughs> like that's simple. <laughs> <laughs> go, go get a college degree and learn and be a computer programmer. And uh, you're talking to a person who reads at a third grade level, has never operated a computer ever in their lives, you know, it, et cetera. It's, it's utter nonsense, yet uh, you still hear it. And uh, we still aren't sophisticated enough to, to have a real plan to move the lower class
1: uh up. one of the things as, as you're talking, it strikes me that you know your, your goal along the way was to teach students how to cooperate, teach students how to you know understand each other's perspective. But in the in the time that Aaron and I came to meet you and we started coming to uh, Minneapolis over the summers for your institute, you were bringing together educators and practitioners from all over the world. Not only was was it were we interacting with teachers from you know Texas or, Virginia or, you know, all over the country, but from South America, from Europe, from Japan, you know, we, 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 from Saudi Arabia, we met people from all over and was that a conscious decision to, just as you were getting students of different backgrounds to engage and and get to know each other, to have educators and and adults uh, do the same.
0: Yes, the more diverse, the better. And you, you need to see things from a wide variety point of view and um, in order to take on most of the current problems in the world. And cooperative learning is central to that. You know, if people can't sit down, work work together effectively and end up with personal relationships and personal conversations, we aren't going to have much success
1: David, our our listeners to this podcast, since we're we're in, you know, probably a, a 15, 10, 15, 20 minute chunk, you know, we're hoping that teachers are listening to this on their way to school or, you know, on their way home, you know, when everything is, you know, swirling around and what would you say, you know, to, to that, that teacher that gets, gets some training and is, and is trying to get their students, um, you know, to really build those relationships and, you know, learn together. Um, what would you say when they encounter their first pitfall? What, what, what advice would you give teachers in general when they say, I just can't get them to interact? It's too hard.
0: I'm trying to, we had a saying for that. And I'm trying to remember it. <laughs> One saying that I do remember that uh, you guys remember is Roger always said, Evolution, not revolution. You know, you don't change everything uh, all at once because probably it will crash and burn. You you do things gradually. You you get more and more cooperation evolving from uh, from the instructional activities. You know, in in the in the classroom. Uh, secondly, you don't expect success immediately. Uh, In fact, you expect failure so that when you put kids in a group and um, there's always 70s when we started the big spread throughout uh, all these districts that Roger had contact with. People would say I don't want to work in a group. I want to work by myself. And as a teacher would Say what do what do we say back to that, and um, and we had a variety of strategies. One that I liked best is say uh, you. you know, this is for ninth grade English class. Say you put students in groups of four. The student says, "I don't want to work in a group. I want to work alone." Say okay, you sit over there and work by yourself. Now here's. The next assignment is forty spelling words, and in a group of four, each of you takes ten. You learn or vocabulary words. Each of you takes ten. You learn your words, then you teach it to the other three members of your group. You sitting alone, you learn all forty, and uh, and that um, putting the assignments like that, where it became very very clear. It's much easier to be part of a group than it is to be by yourself. Almost everyone within a couple of weeks would say, I want to be part of a group, you know, and say, you don't have to force it. You can, uh, uh, you can have them discover it (laughs) on their own. It's inquiry learning. (laughs) And uh, one of the rules of inquiry learning, psychotherapy, you know, everything is a conclusion that someone discovers for themselves is worth tons and tons more than a conclusion given to them by the teacher or by the therapist, you know, or by uh, uh, by whomever. And um, so you, you just use a little imagination to – you would expect some people to say, "I want to do it by myself." The problem is, uh, there. One of the problems is, uh, we've done a series of studies on psychological health, and kids working cooperatively, competitively, individualistically. And when we first started these studies in the seventies, we thought, well, cooperate, cooperators will be very healthy psychologically competitors will be very sick and individualistic people will be in the middle. So be like cooperative, individualistic, competitive. Well, much to our surprise, we found out that yes, cooperators were the most healthy, but competitive people were very healthy, but individualistic people, very sick. You know, when a kid says, I want to do it myself, I want to isolate it. I don't want to work with other students. I don't want to talk with those students. That's a huge red flag that something is seriously wrong psychologically. And uh, so teachers have to be very careful with these kids and, and find ways to move them in to uh, uh, to relationships. And then just to finish this example is, what we uh, had to conclude is competition is still a relationship. You're still relating to other people, involved with other people, when you're competing. Uh, it's isolation that's that's dead, that's deadly uh, to to kids, and um, no relationships.
1: And there's another great spot to pause. Uh, next week we will bring you. The final episode of our interview with David Johnson, where he talks a little bit more about the nature of competition and how that factors into cooperative learning and then some of his thoughts on the future. So uh, come back to hear our wrap up next week. Until then, let's cooperate. Thank you for listening to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast, the official podcast of the Johnson & Johnson Cooperative Learning Institute. Please check out the show notes for all relevant links, including a link to our Twitter account and the Cooperative Learning Institute webpage. This podcast is copyrighted under the Creative Commons license, copyright 2021. Theme music, courtesy of Jimmy Ryan.